Welcome to the Employment Law and HR Podcast with your host, Allison Colley. Hello and welcome to episode 130 of the Employment Law and HR Podcast. I'm your host, Alison Colley. I'm an employment law and HR specialist and I run the firm Real Employment Law Advice, where myself and my colleagues provide advice and assistance on all aspects of employment law to employers and employees. Now, in this week's episode, I'm bringing you another interview with a really interesting lady, Dr. Julia Shaw. So without further ado, I'm going to get into this week's featured content. I'm really excited to be interviewing Dr. Julia Shaw, who is a psychological scientist at UCL and is best known for her research in the areas of memory and criminal psychology. Dr. Shaw also consults as an expert on legal cases and particularly those cases involving historic allegations. And today we're going to be talking about the new tool that she has co-founded called SPOT. So I'm going to welcome Julia to the podcast. So welcome, Julia, to the podcast. Hi, nice to be here. Um, It's fantastic to speak to you, and I'm sure the listeners are very much looking forward to hearing what you have to say. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what what it is you're doing at the moment? Yeah, I'm the co-founder of SPOT, which is a tool that helps employees report workplace harassment and discrimination. And we work with employers to make sure that the reporting systems are more efficient, that they're better and that they're safer for employees to speak up when things go wrong. So basically, we make sure that both employees and employers um, are find things out faster, for example, when uh, someone is harassed or discriminated against or experiences really anything that's inappropriate at work, and that better action is taken, which is both better for the employer in terms of workplace culture, and better in terms of legal liability. No, it sounds fantastic. So um, how did you get into that in the first place? What's your background? So my background is actually as a criminal psychologist and memory scientist. So I did my PhD on educating and uh, learning about interviews and how we can actually create false memories if we interview people poorly about important emotional events. So I came from actually trying to mitigate and reduce the error in the information that's gathered by investigators. In other words, If you're a person who's trying to learn about something really emotional that's happened from a witness, how do you ask them the right questions? And my research showed that it's really easy to ask the wrong questions. And so Spot was actually built as an artificial intelligence chatbot to try and replicate best practices in memory interviewing so that the individual who might not know what they need to record, right? They might not know what needs to be recorded in a case of harassment or discrimination. And so we walk them through what they need to write down or what they need to uh, record in our chatbot. And then we make sure that that extracted memory, if you will, is as high quality as possible, which makes it easier and better to do an investigation later on. Yeah, and I think it's a fantastic tool. And I was really interested in, in what you said there and also from your TED X talk, um, which you suggested I watched before our interview, which I did, and I'll link to in the show notes for the podcast, around this issue of people recording things that are irrelevant. Um, and I certainly find, you know, it, you do undertake a sort of interview process with clients before we start working with them. And 
oftentimes the things that they fixate on are completely irrelevant or unrelated to what their complaint is about. So you're saying that the chatbot focuses people's minds into what the real information is that you need. Yeah, that's right. So we make sure that even a naive person, and I don't mean naive, of course, psychologically, but someone who's never luckily had to report harassment or discrimination to their employer before, or even make a record of it, perhaps, that they know what to write down, that they know what to record. Because most people, yeah, don't they don't know that, you know, recording how many witnesses maybe there were to an incident, that that matters. They don't necessarily know that the exact time and date matter. The, the other piece of this being that we overestimate our memories, right? And so we assume that because this, this detail was very salient at the time, that we're going to remember it forever. And of course, memory research shows that that's simply not the case. And no matter how emotional a detail can be, if you're asked about it weeks or months or years later, it's quite likely that your account of the event is going to be well less good than it would be if you had been interviewed properly and recorded it outside of your brain. Yeah, absolutely. And so how long has... Uh, Spot been around for? How long have you been working on this as a project? So we founded Spot two years ago, and it was actually just a couple of months before the Me Too hashtag really took off. So before sort of what we might refer to as the second wave of Me Too, because of course, the first wave was years and years ago. But this was right as sort of the Uber crisis. So there's some of the first scandals were breaking in the news. And this really inspired uh, my co-founders and myself to focus in on this particular issue. So because from my background, we could have also chosen to do a reporting tool for crime, but we felt that this was a much better use case. So having issues of harassment and discrimination to be reported uh, was a better use case in the sense that a lot of HR professionals and legal professionals within workplaces, they are, they're considerate, of course, and they, they do their jobs well, but they're still not trained in issues of memory specifically and memory interviewing. And so bringing the science to a very, very practical setting where we can help people who otherwise we thought didn't have good options um, was really what inspired it. So so this, I mean, it was really lucky, right? Because we hit it right before the zeitgeist <laughs> really took Great off. Great timing. It was really good timing. So we got lucky that loads of people shortly after we decided to focus on this issue also started focusing on this issue. And luckily, that conversation is still ongoing. Yeah. And I noticed from your website that um, it's very sort of American based at the moment. Um, but you're now based in London. Is that right? Yes, yeah, so I'm actually a Canadian and I'm based in London. And we have our research team in London. So as a scientist, it was always important to me that we have a science branch of SPOT. And so from the beginning, we've been testing the AI, we've been testing the interviews, we've made sure that everything we do is in line with the evidence. Um, we also do original research on harassment and discrimination. So most recently, doing research on witnesses of harassment and discrimination. So other people, not the people that, who are harassed directly. Yeah. Um, and we can get into that a bit later. But yeah, the spot itself is an international company. So we're a distributed team. My co-founders are in Berlin. A lot of our teams in San Francisco um, and the companies we work with are predominantly in the U.S., but we have a human rights commission in Canada who we work with. We have um, Monzo, which is a sort of challenger bank in the U.K. Uh, we're about to start working with the Bar Council also in the U.K. So, I mean, there's uh, and, and sort of a fashion organization in the U.K. and in Germany. So, I mean, there's definitely international organizations we're working with. 
although right now it's limited to English-speaking countries. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Do you have a bot that, that speaks other languages? Not yet, because it's unfortunately quite difficult. So it was as uh, given that words are basically our main tool. I mean, really, an interview is all around the word you use, right? And so most of what we do is tweak the language. And that's taken about two years to get to where it is now. And we're only just really feeling happy with it. And we're, you know, it takes time to user test, takes time to see how it acts in the real world, how people respond. And unfortunately, you can't just direct translate that. It's, you know, there's so many cultural nuances that can go missing. And so we, we will be coming out in different languages, probably Spanish next, but uh, it'll depend on strategic partnerships. It'll depend on how we evolve. Um, but that's definitely, that's definitely the goal. Yeah, well, it sounds exciting. And um, I was interested to hear there about, you said that you're working with the Bar Council. Um, and so I, uh, from that, I was thinking that there are obviously some organisations that oversee or regulate certain professions where it may be a, of use. Clearly, the Bar Council see it as being of use to members of the Bar Council. In particular, maybe perhaps just came to mind, the uh, uh, MPs' offices might might be the next stop for you. I could imagine that that would be a fantastic um, tool for uh, members of staff who work for MPs. Uh, um, there was a report recently about the way in which uh, MP staff are treated by their MP employers. So yes, there may be an option there for you. Certainly, I, I, anywhere where there's a different where there are gross power differentials, there is going to be some harassment and discrimination, almost certainly. And uh, unfortunately, we need better reporting mechanisms to deal with those kinds of situations. So I mean, it's, it's also not I think this is it's really important to communicate that it's not a measure of failure. It's not sort of admitting that you have a toxic workplace culture to use a better tool. I mean, that sometimes I think is this assumption of, oh, you know, if we implement better training or if we implement these new tools will people assume that that we've done it because we are really bad and we struggle with harassment and discrimination and the answer is no and you want to be proactive you want to show your your people that you are actually committed to hearing from them when things go wrong and if anything i think the organizations who work with us who 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 use a tool like this are proactive and they're they're leaders in their field and they they shout about it I mean, they don't keep the secret. They don't pretend that, you know, nothing's going wrong because sometimes things do go wrong. And accepting that, I think, is a really important part of building healthy workplaces. Yeah, absolutely. And I find that often with people who come to me for advice, employers, they think that we're going to act as some sort of policing or reporting kind of body, you know, so they're oftentimes reluctant to disclose things or to really get to the heart of it because of that. So it is interesting. Um, so what about employers then? I can imagine that there are people who are listening to the podcast who are thinking, well, I don't know if that would work for my organisation or I'm worried that we might end up with a flurry of people making spurious uh, allegations or things that aren't founded. Um, how is your sort of research um, you know, focused on those sort of cases where people are re falsely reporting or reporting maliciously perhaps? So I feel like before we talk about malicious or potentially malicious reporting, um, I need to explain how Spot works a bit more. The way Spot works is an employee would go to talktospot.com or through the custom link that the organization provides, which takes them right into the bespoke flow that we've created for that particular organization. 
And and then they go through and they, they're asked questions. So first a free recall question. So tell me everything you can remember. Um, they're also given the opportunity to look at the FAQs and to get some more information about what SPOT is, because we need to build a bit of rapport with the individual often before they'll tell us anything about the case. Then they go through the free recall. Then they go through more probing questions. So the AI comes in where it actually picks up words and phrases within the free recall text. So it'll say things like you mentioned, and then they'll pick out a name. So you mentioned Anna. Can you tell me more about that? Or you mentioned Tuesday. And so you can pick which particular keywords we've identified or the AI has identified and answer more questions. And that's shown to generate a lot more detail about specifics of an event rather than not having the probing. It's also It also makes people feel like it's like the, the AI is listening, which is really quite important for when you're telling an important emotional story is you need to feel like whatever you're communicating with is somehow is there with you and is picking up on what you're saying. And so we actually did some research which showed that uh, a dumb bot, so a bot that doesn't ask these kinds of follow-up questions versus the exact same interview, but with these follow-up questions, people like the one with the follow-up questions and they dislike the one without them. So it seems to be really important for people be, being willing to open up. And so you record what happens and what you get in the first instance as an employee is you get a, a securely signed PDF document. And now it's up to you to decide if you're ready to disclose it to your employer or not. And so we find that probably between a third and 50% of people will record an incident and they will save it for later or they'll download it and send it to themselves. And so it's basically having that record. And that makes sense to me because a lot of people, it gets it off your chest. You're able to record it. And then if you need it later or if it escalates or if the person doesn't apologize, then you can still make the decision to come forward and report it to your employer. And so that's the next step. And then if you decide to report it, you can then do that through Spot, of course, and you can choose to be anonymous if you wish. And this is really important because according to organizations like the EHRC, we need anonymous reporting because most cases people will not speak up if they are not guaranteed some form of anonymity. And so for organizations, that means either you're allowing anonymity or you're just not going to hear about most of the harassment that's happening in your organization and people are just going to leave or, or go to more extreme measures rather than just telling you and asking for assistance. And so, so with Spot, you go, so there's that first step of recording it, then that step of getting the PDF document for yourself then the step of reporting it, and then it shifts into the HR professional's domain where there's a dashboard where the HR team and the legal team and the compliance team can see the reports coming in and they can respond even if the person has chosen to be anonymous. And so in some way, Spot acts as a mediator. Hmm. And so you can have two-directional interaction, retaining the anonymity of the employee if necessary. Now, how does this tie in with potentially false reports? Frankly, I think that the issue of false reports is massively overstated and people are way too worried about it. So as far as we know, uh, there's been no false or suspicious even reports submitted through SPOT. This unfortunately falls into other categories where we have a weird suspicion socially of uh, often minority groups, especially when they're accusing people in positions of power of things, because we don't want to believe that things can happen, that people in positions of power who maybe we like are capable of doing harm to people in lower positions of power. And I think it's mostly a societal fear rather than a reality. But if, let's say, you were to get a suspicious report and you're thinking, this doesn't sound right, 
I mean, a spot report should be the beginning of, of investigation, just like if someone were to come to you in person and tell you a story. It shouldn't be definitive proof that something happened. It should just be the beginning of something. So that's that's how I think you should deal with all reports, regardless of whether you intuitively feel like something is credible or not. Because we're also, as humans, notoriously bad at lie detection. And we often think that we're really good at it, but we're not. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. But I, I just imagine having a conversation with some employers who think, well, you know, it's an anonymous reporting tool, it's all done remotely or online, or um, there's no reason for people to have a face to face conversation. And therefore, there's a sort of, as you say, skepticism, and they think, well, actually, people are just going to abuse the system and make uh, reports unnecessarily or maliciously. Yeah, it's interesting that the research doesn't necessarily follow with how people perceive it. It doesn't. And I think we, you need to be very careful if that's your assumption going into uh, how you think about your employees, then you're either not hiring the right people, uh, if you think that they're likely to do these kinds of things, or you might, that might in itself be an indication of a toxic workplace culture. If you think that people are going to dislike the employer so much that they're going to make things up. Um, so I, I think that, that these, these are all indications of deeper issues, which show that we all need to talk about these issues much more, need to be much better allies and, um, and don't be afraid of tools that help people speak up, but at the same time, don't use them as definitive proof that things are happening. And so in addition to the ability to report and to retain the information and to get more full answers from people, are there any other tools that Spot provides for employers in, in order to have to then address those issues um, and to investigate? Do you sort of help with the follow-up or is there anything within the software that helps you to follow up? We do. So we actually have a number of ways in which we help employers with engagement. So actually one of our big clients, which is a Fortune 500 company in the US, which is a medical company called DeVita, they they were uh, quoted in Fortune saying that their re-engagement for issues of harassment and discrimination. So for when someone files a report, someone, you know, being in touch again and learning about what's happening next was up 60%. And so they were convinced that people were more satisfied with the, the process, because this is another thing that we don't talk about very much, is that a lot of people who report harassment and discrimination at work have a really terrible experience. And by that, I don't mean that the HR professionals are treating them poorly. It's more that they feel like they lack transparency. They feel like they don't know where to go. So when we ask individuals why they don't report, so there's, we know that there's an underreporting problem, right? So we know that from organizations in the US and in the UK that about a, probably at least, so the conservative estimates are that about 30% of instances of workplace harassment and discrimination are reported. That means that at least 70% are not. Now, knowing that, we know we have a massive underreporting problem. And so the question is, what are the barriers? And one of the barriers is not knowing how to report, which is something that's relatively easy to fix. And so in Spot, in the back end, we have template emails that you can just send out. And so once a month, it reminds your employees, you know, hey, Spot exists, and here's the direct link to it. And uh, we'd love to hear, you know, any inappropriate behavior at work happens, we're here to help. Uh, We also have educational videos that you can send with that. So we've created microeducation videos, because the other issue we find is that a lot of people go, well, I don't, I don't actually know what harassment is, or I don't know what discrimination is. And as, as any legal professional will tell you in the UK or elsewhere, 
these are quite complicated, right? I mean, certainly mm. like what exactly constitutes when it crosses from bullying or inappropriate behavior into something like harassment is a bit is quite complicated. Um, and so we have these one and a half minutes animated videos that we've created to help get people's minds around what it actually is and to break down some of the stereotypes. And so we send those out and we give employers and HR professionals the ability to, as I said, respond to complaints and to continue the, the conversation that way. And in doing that, we actually give the employer a checklist of questions that they can choose from. And so because the whole interview has been based on what's called the cognitive interview, which is back to this idea of the best practices and memory interviewing about important emotional events. So it's based on the style of questioning, which is, you know, not leading. It's neutral questions. It's very problem solving oriented. And so we've made sure that the employer also chooses from questions that are specifically structured to be neutral, non-leading objective questions. And so your unconscious or conscious bias doesn't seep into questions that you ask in response to someone submitting something to you. And so you tick, so you just choose the questions you want. You can also ask us if you want custom questions and we can format them correctly for you. And then you send that back to the individual and they actually get sent back into the spot chat. And so they're back with the chatbot and it feels the same and it feels like an interaction again. And so we're trying to really target issues from multiple angles to try and make sure that employers are also better equipped to get people to come forward. And so what's the feedback you've had from employees that have used uh, the spot system? So we actually launched, so there's a free tool as well, just to be clear. So it's not just that. So we work with organizations and that's how we fund Spot is by selling the dashboard features, by working with organizations to improve their structures. But ultimately, I mean, we wanted to, from the beginning, build a tool that everybody can use to some extent, because particularly employers that don't have anything like this in place are maybe the kinds of employers where you need this kind of thing even more. So employers that don't have a whistleblowing hotline, that don't have a reporting tool, that don't have anything, never mind something that's sort of, this is the, sort of, we would consider this the new wave, sort of the AI sort of tech, much more interactive version of any kind of whistleblowing hotline. The, the free version is going to be really important, especially for those kinds of people. And so if you go to just talk to spot.com, you can just see the free version. And from that, so we actually launched that first. And we launched that about nine months before we launched the what we call the enterprise tool, which is the tool we, we sell. And from there, right from the beginning, because of course, our question was, is pe- are people actually going to tell an artificial intelligence chatbot about instances of harassment or discrimination? We had no idea when we created Spot. We knew it would be evidence-based in its interview style, but you know, to see if people actually use it, that was, that was a big question mark. And from the minute we launched, we started getting bombarded with reports at that point just for research purposes. And so we could see how people were talking to the bot. We could use it to improve our questions. And, and you know, we, we learned very quickly that things like we had a question, which is a standard question in the cognitive interview, which is, what is your relationship with this person? And we immediately got feedback saying, well, I don't have a relationship with this person especially when the person was reporting instances of sexual harassment. So we've changed it to how do you know this person? And so there's like little things like that that have been really in, in, insightful, really interesting for us. And we found that some people spend, uh, they, I mean, they will tell, they will just pour out their story, especially in the free recall phase. And we'll get 
sort of essays <laughs> describing what happened because people feel like they finally have a safe place to tell their story. Because if you're telling it to a human being, you know, you've got someone sitting across from you. And it's really difficult to talk about these things with most people. And, and the person across from you, you know, they're feeding back. They might go, they might be skeptical or they might be really emotional and escalated. Either way, it's going to influence the way you tell your story and it might make you shut down, frankly. And so having this truly neutral space to just share what happened seemed like a tremendously freeing experience to the point where we had people uh, just, I mean, in the feedback section for Spot, it was sort of, you know, thank you so much for creating this, but also occasionally funnier ones like I love you Scott <laughs> um, which I mean any chatbot creator will tell you that the, you every every chatbot has some some people like that but it's it, I think it's a really positive thing for most people and and it's been wonderful seeing that evolution of how we can make it ever more useful yeah and for all the reason you've just described I can imagine that the evidence if if a matter were to go to a court or tribunal that comes from spot would be quite compelling because of those reasons, because you haven't got somebody reacting, because it is in the moment, because you are asking the questions that specify the information that's needed. Um, Have you had any cases where SPOT has been used for evidence? So the answer is I don't know. So we don't necessarily know where people are taking SPOT reports, because you can, if you use the free tool, you can just download it or send it to your employer through us. If you send it to your employer, we obviously don't have access to the, the spot reports that go to employers, that is entirely private, of course. Mm. And so we don't necessarily know what's happening after it goes mm. through the service. We can just see that there's been use. But in terms of the, the legal side, I mean, I work as an expert witness on issues of memory. And I specifically am brought in when the question is, you know, was this interview conducted properly or could this be false? So your question back to the sort of malicious reports add to that maybe false memories, so unintentional, inaccurate reports. I mean, that's what I get brought in to investigate. That's exactly what I come in to comment on as an expert. And so I wanted to create a tool that makes it, that basically even someone like me goes, oh, but if you've you know, recorded this contemporaneously, which with a tool like Spot, you're much more likely to do than having to you know, wait for a meeting with HR or I mean, this it's the same, like an employment lawyer would tell you, email yourself, timestamps. And so this is timestamps. It's asking the right questions. They're non-leading. It's making sure all the relevant information is included. And so basically my job, if I were to look at this, I'd say, well, this looks like it. At least it's unlikely that this is a false memory. And this is certainly best practices and how this could have been gathered. So based on the, the barristers we work with and the solicitors and based on my own experience as an expert, I mean, this is basically as good as it gets when it get, comes to employment uh, evidence. Yeah, But absolutely. also for the employer, right? So, I mean, the other thing is if you get this and you've got this come into your organization, it, I mean, most of these things, I presume, will never go to a courtroom. Um, but it's still going to be that really high quality evidence that you're working with from the very beginning. Yeah, and I can also see how it can be used for an employer um, to evidence how they take these sorts of things seriously and how obviously they're investing in their staff and ensuring that these problems don't arise in the future. And certainly I think 
one of the things that I like to focus on is making employers the best that they can be. Because I think, you know, particularly going forward, it's going to be competitive for uh, businesses to get the right people. So having a tool like Spot to be able to say to your staff, look, we take these things seriously, we invest in this, would be, you know, an excellent tool for them um, and also a differentiator from other employers in the sector. So, So how are you finding it with businesses and you know are they sort of embracing it and you know shouting about the fact that they're using it as a tool I I certainly as a differentiator it's important to to have these kinds of tools uh, or tools like them I think the other thing that I feel like isn't talked about enough so if you were to ever go to court as an employer having a good reporting line in, in place so having ideally more than a whistleblowing hotline so something like spot in place is actually legally protective as well. So just saying we have a mechanism for people to report these things to us, because then if they don't, then that that shows like we've done everything we could to help people tell us about this, which is exactly what every employer should be trying to do. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm an employer and as an employer, I absolutely want to know if something's going wrong in my organization as quickly as possible. And I find it, frankly, baffling that anyone wouldn't think that way. And so I I think in that sense, it's legally protective, it's psychologically protective, it's good for the bottom line, because I mean, people taking sick days, people having to deal with toxic managers. So according to our research, and according to research by the EEOC in the US, um, about 70% of harassment is perpetrated by, or, or discrimination for that matter, of any kind is perpetrated by managers. So it's the people in charge who are generally, again, exerting their power over people who are below them. And that's really quite terrible. And we should all be focusing more on training individuals in everything from people skills to identifying and de-escalating and and rectifying uh, more specific issues of harassment or discrimination. Yeah. Um, how are organizations responding? I think, as far as I'm concerned, you either get it or you don't. So we spent quite a bit of time at the very beginning in sort of conceptual stage of spot, reaching out to organizations, especially in Silicon Valley, saying, you know, we have this tool and, you know, what do you think? And basically the response we were getting at the beginning was (laughs) everywhere we went was saying, oh, this is a great idea. This is such a great idea. But, But we don't need it because harassment is something that other people do. We don't have that problem here. And so, you know, it's good, good for you to create this tool for those organizations. And, and I thought that was such a startling lack of insight. And I, I think at this point, two years after me too, we've had enough of this conversation that if you don't understand the core concept that these things are likely to be happening in your organization, and it's not an indicator that your organization is fundamentally broken, I think if you get that and you approach Spot, then we're going to be a good team. We're going to be a good match. And if you don't get it, then I think there's still quite a lot of coming around that needs to happen, a lot of sort of psychological development before you're frankly ready for this kind of tool. And I mean, legally, we're seeing changes in places like California and New York. There's new laws coming in around training and also around um, having reporting options in place for employees. So that'll be the other side of this, this mandated versions of things like Spot, um, which I think can also help equalize it and again, make it feel like we're not doing this because we're broken. We're doing this because the law says we have to. And it's also catapulted this issue into your the top 10 things you need to do as an HR professional rather than hovering, you know, just below the to-do list. 
Yeah, it's, it's um, really, it sounds fantastic. And I'm sure that there are many of our listeners who'd be interested in finding out more about Spot and also about yourself and what you've been doing. Um, so where's the best place that they can get in touch with you or find out more? So the best place to find out more about Spot is to go to talktospot.com. You can also email me at julia at talktospot.com. Yeah, and we, we work with quite a lot of organizations. So again, we work with Monzo, Human Rights Commissions, different structures, different countries, um, different sizes, everything from 40 people to 40,000 people right now. Uh, and we, yeah, we're really excited about talking to new organizations and seeing whether Spot could be a good fit, often also alongside a whistleblowing hotline or other options. So that's the other thing is that we realize that a lot of, especially larger organizations, do realize quite a lot of these issues. But as far as we can tell, and um, as HR or legal professionals, you're probably familiar with this, mm. but basically nobody calls hotlines. Nobody likes to pick up the phone and call the stranger and tell them their, their story about harassment. And so that doesn't seem to be a system that actually works. That seems to be more of a legally protective step rather than one that opens up discussion. And so we think spot is a better option. But of course, having both alongside one another gives options for how people might feel most comfortable reporting. Yeah. So, so yeah, so get in touch. Uh, we can show you demos. We can show you how it works. You can also just try it. If you've been harassed yourself, you can use the free version. More than happy to, to talk about any of these issues and uh, some of our latest research as well. No, it's fantastic. And I'm sure we will hear lots more about Spot in the future. And thank you so much for your time and for coming on to the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks. Now, I hope you found that as interesting as I did. And I'm really looking forward to learning more about Talk to Spot. If you want to find out more yourself or you want to follow any of the links that we talked about today, you can find all the details on my website, which is adviceforemployers.co.uk forward slash podcast forward slash 130. And there you will find all of Dr. Shaw's details, including the links to Talk to Spot. And of course, if you have any questions or any issues that have come up as a result of listening to this interview, then you can, of course, contact me directly. My email is alison at realemploymentlawadvice.co.uk. And as always, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and I am now on Instagram. So it's Alison Collie and you can find me on Instagram. Do please get in touch. I do love to hear from you. And of course, if you have any suggestions for any future episodes or any great guests that I can interview that would be relevant for the podcast, then again, I'd be grateful to hear from you. I hope you have a fantastic week and I look forward to bringing you another episode in two weeks time. Thanks again for listening. Just want to finalise by saying I wouldn't be a lawyer unless I had a legal disclaimer. So I must just say to you that the information in this podcast is for information only. It's general review and a general update. It's always necessary to get specific legal advice about your circumstances. So please don't rely on anything that you've heard in this podcast. But please do feel free to contact me if you'd like further information or specific advice.